Hey, what's going on? It's Ravo, and thanks for joining us this week on Talking Trophies. Make sure to sign up today for our Patreon for uncut, unfiltered bonus episodes we drop strictly only for our Patreon listeners, as well as getting the chance to win monthly prizes, and we also do give you a shout-out every week on all our episodes. So make sure to sign up today to our Patreon and become a certified air raider. You just do uh, you want to waste my energy? I'm here to work for eight hours. Finish it. Let him finish it. Finish it. I waste your what? Your resources, you your time. Your job is to stand here, isn't it? I'm here not? to work eight hours. And I live here. You're, you're so go inside and sleep in your building. In no, your, sorry, in your sir, you have no right and authority sir. to tell you me what to do and what not to do. Let's go. Welcome to Talking Trophies. I'm Ravo. I'm Damien. I'm Stan. And today is a special episode. Today's the lockdown episode. At the current state, North Melbourne, Flemington, public housing towers are currently on lockdown in which all the tenants, which is including myself and Sean, are not allowed to leave their houses or leave the building at all. So pretty much we're not even allowed to go shopping, go get groceries, do nothing. We're staying home. Hey guys, my name is Sean. Um, I'm sure most of you guys know who I am if you're from the area. I'm 20 years old. Um, lockdown happened by yesterday and it's been getting like more and more intense. People were really panicking and frightened. Um, challenges that I faced myself was that, um, you know, not, get, not be able to see my, my, my other relatives and going outside. Um, and it was a big shock because it happened last minute. So I was outside actually. And like, when I came back home, I just see like hundreds of cops everywhere. So it was really intimidating. And I just felt like we're being treated like criminals. So yeah, that's me personally how I feel right now. So pretty much as you may know, Sean is our cameraman. He's the man behind the cameras and a part-time host. He likes to, uh, have his little parts in the show yeah. as well. So he's currently in lockdown in another building. I'm in the other building. So my story was pretty much, I was at home and then I heard the announcement. I ran, I ran to the gym. I did one last workout, did my last workout, um, came back. And then the police officers were pretty chilly in uh, North Melbourne estate. They're like, yeah, sweet. You can go to get groceries at a certain time. And then they just stopped. And then they said, no one's allowed to leave. But um, apparently the situation in, Flemington was much worse. Like they weren't even like given a warning, given a heads up, and they were told just leave. You know what I mean? So I'd probably ask Damien, how do you feel watching this from the outside? I just wonder, like, we're in it right now, but what do you see? Like, what's mm. your perspective from the outside? Yeah. So for me, all I've seen is just what's on pretty much social media, and all I know is Daniel Andrews actually spoke about it today. So. Like, for me, I was like, whoa, what's going on? I saw clips of, like, all these police cars just pulling up to the flats. All these people. I actually saw some people being, like, having, like, encounters that aren't positive with police officers. It looked kind of more like harassment. And um, I think, I feel like that it wasn't, I suppose, I don't know, it wasn't implemented right. I don't think it was strategized right. And I think, you know, I understand, like, the criteria of it, criteria of it and why they want to do it. But I think the way they go about it should be um, completely different. It's like when every every time there was a hot spot in the state that went into lockdown, they were like, okay, you have 24 hours tomorrow at midnight is when it starts. But like they were just immediate. They just yeah. went like this, boom, boom, that's boom. That's crazy, bro. That's then, the bit that got me like, that's the bit that tripped me out the most. It's like every other area, it's announcement. 11.59, we're going to stop. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then when it, came to, when it came to these areas, it's like lockdown, immediate start, no look back, you know? Um, yeah didn't even give us an opportunity to go shopping because a lot of people, what people don't understand is people go shopping weekly. The average person goes shopping on a weekly basis, gets their groceries on a weekly basis. So pretty much it's like a lot of people, like especially my family, we go shopping on Sundays. Sundays is fruits and veggies day. Go to Woolies, grab your groceries. 
So when it's Saturday, your fridge is empty and you need milk for the next few days. And like, what do you do? It's like, you know what I mean? And then they're saying they're going to mm. provide food packages. Apparently they, they did provide food packages. They gave them wheat picks with no milk, jam with no bread, um, tuna cans in Flemington, but they didn't give us any food packages yet in North Melbourne. Muesli bars. Muesli bars. What about people that have allergies? You know what I mean? They didn't even take that into consideration. Yeah. I feel like what they're doing they is right, I believe. Yeah, like we should, what they're doing is right. You know, we got to stop the spread of COVID, you know? And a lot of people yeah. in the community are actually proactive in like stopping the spread and very cautious, you know, we're really like social distancing is taken seriously in these buildings, especially like four people going and if people don't like being in lifts with too many people. But then I feel like what they did and the way they did it, especially to this community, it's like, you know, the feedback's going to be like, and the backlash. Just a quick break from this episode of Talking Trophies. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and sign up to our Patreon and become a certified A-Raider. I hope you continue enjoying this episode. And it's a, oh, you know what's crazy? You know what I find crazy? I look out the window and I see like the houses just across the street. Yeah. I see these guys going for walks, walking their dogs. You know what I mean? And they're so going to the imagine, like, Absolutely. And imagine the perspective. Imagine you're living in the flat and police under, under your building and they're telling you just, you can't leave and you can see people walking outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like prison, bro. It's like, it's like jail, jail bars. You know what I mean? Your window became jail bars. Yeah. And yeah, it's crazy. And even the intimidation effect. Like yesterday, I was downstairs. I'm um, just before the, the lockdown went to um, action. Was, there was a I don't say his name, but there was like there was, a, there was an elderly guy saying, "Listen, needs to go inside the building. He doesn't live there." But his mom's panicking. She's an old woman. She's freaking out. She's panicking. You know, she doesn't know what's going on, and she needs and she needs to listen to the language because she's because she's she lives by herself, and that uh, uh, she only speaks Arabic. And yeah. you know, the, the cops just tell her, "I stay inside." So yeah, it's panic. You know, crazy. you know who they got like con- commanding this. So they got some guy whose name is Mike Hermans. He's a counterterrorism, like a uh, officer. So like he knows, he did the bushfires, ex- emergency exits and stuff like. But the fact mm. that they had to get someone like that to that extreme to do this, do you know what I mean? And there's people that don't speak English. There's people that don't have TVs. There's people that were having naps and just woke up and out of nowhere they saw 15, 20 police officers. Like you know what I mean? Like, bro, people felt intimidated and especially like, bro, if you don't know the language and these people, some people coming from war torn countries, when they see you officers strapped up with guns and just saying stay inside don't leave your house you know big ups to the police some of the police officers were cooperating talking but mm. most of them, like you know like most people were just confused and didn't know what happened so a lot of people stuck yeah. um it's crazy i spoke to one of the cops too i spoke to him and you know what he said to me yeah he goes to me um because i asked him about how long it's going to be for he told yeah. me you listen bro i honestly can't tell you and then he goes to me um you know i got closer to him and then he goes to me um just to let you know the same time you guys found out about the lockdown or the same time we found out when yeah. Daniel Andrews made that speech? No, D- that was the same nothing. time. Yeah, he goes, yeah. We, just, yeah, he goes we, we knew there was some suburbs that might be in lockdown, but then I don't know, he goes, towers locking them all up. And in that yeah. same five minutes he said that, they had to send all the police cars over there and they covered it. And the funny thing is, you don't need that much police to secure a building exit and entry, you know? Yeah. But they had like 500 cops, another like yeah. another 100 walking around, you know what I mean, patrolling. So like, debrief, your, debrief your staff? That's one thing I reckon the police did wrong. They didn't debrief their staff. Daniel Andrews did not take consideration of anyone from this community, didn't t- seek advice from any members of this community, just did what he wanted to do. So that just shows what's his perspective on people that live in public housing. You know what I mean? And actually today, um, Adam Bandon actually swung past the area um, and he uh, was you know, just seeing what the community need, members needed. 
um, asking for if they need any support, what they could do and stuff. And then he, him, him and Alan, Sand Alan Sandler's, they actually had a chat with, you know, some of the people in the community as well from the windows. Um, and I managed to get a clip off him. I actually called out to him and then he responded and they both sent me a clip. Um, here's the clip of what they feel and this is their message to you guys. Hi everyone, I'm Adam Bant. I'm your local member of parliament. I'm here outside at North Melbourne and I'm with Ellen Sandal, who's the state member of parliament for this area. To everyone who's now currently locked down and having to go through restrictions that really no one else in the country has, we're not even allowed to step outside, we're with you, um, we're thinking of you. This is gonna be pretty tough and especially because it all happened straight away when they sent in the police first without sending in the food first or the medicines first or the social workers first. And we understand that not only is that gonna be pretty intimidating, but we're already hearing from people that they don't know how they're gonna get food, who they can talk to to get help. And we understand that for many of you, this is gonna be really distressing. I just got a message dropped out of the window from someone who said, hi Adam, I can understand the lockdown, but I don't understand why there are cops all around our building. It's quite intimidating. And for all of you who are feeling that, we hear you, okay? We hear you. Um, what I wanna say is just a couple of things. One is, hopefully this will be short-lived, right? And um, if everyone uh, gets tested, when someone comes and asks to do the testing, uh, we can uh, make this over as soon as we possibly can, we hope. Um, and secondly, to know that if you need help, you can reach out to me or to Ellen Sandal, the State Member of Parliament, and we will try and put you in touch with the people who can um, fix the problems, make sure you're getting food, make sure you're getting medicine. To everyone who's going through this tough time, hey, this is something that most of us in the country haven't had to do before. Um, we are feeling for you, we are thinking of you. You've basically got the whole country behind you at the moment. Um, thanks for everyone for what you're going through. Let us know if there's anything that we can do to help. We're thinking of you. Hi everyone, Ellen Sandal here. I'm the State Greens Member of Parliament for Melbourne, which includes North Melbourne. I'm here outside the North Melbourne Public Housing Towers to say that we are thinking of you. No one else in the country is having to face this level of hard lockdown. We know that it was really scary yesterday. People are telling us it was quite scary and intimidating when the police came in. We've been advocating for a care-led response, not a force-led response, to send in people who can support you, who can bring food, who can bring toys, who can bring the items that you need. If you are in the towers and you are not getting the support that you need or you need something specific, please reach out to me, office at ellensandal.com or on Facebook or Instagram. We are here to advocate for you. I'm in touch with the government to advocate for you and to ask for what you need. So please let me know what you need. There are so many people around here in North Melbourne and Kensington who have been getting in touch with me saying, what can they do to help? Everyone around here is thinking of you. Uh, we are so sorry that we are in this situation. If someone comes to your door and asks you to get tested, please do get tested. The coronavirus is a scary thing and we want to keep everyone safe and healthy. But we are thinking of you. Please reach out if you need anything. We're here to advocate for you and for what you need because at the end of the day, we are one community and no one should be treated any different to anyone else. We are in this together and we will hopefully beat this virus together. So for me, I'm just gonna speak on like well, how I felt the government should have approached this. And there's many different ways in different areas that were implicated already. And I was thinking like, 
first of all, warning. So I think first of all is awareness. Everyone needs to know what's going on. I feel like if you just rock up someone's house, say, get out, get out. They're going to say, why? Why should I get out? And the thing is, they did everything with no answers and just questions. They sent people with no answers. So every officer they've been asking questions to, they go, listen, I'm just doing my job. I'm just getting told what they do. And they kind of pass it on to someone else. Like they go, okay, I don't know what's going on. And so I think, yeah, awareness and information is a major thing. And I think they need to also take a look at perspective of like what's going on and also appreciate that, you know, with these, with these communities, right? Like they're going to feel unjust. They're going to feel like they're being targeted. And there's a lot of, especially with everything going on with, especially BLM, that like these communities have a lot of like African community, um, people are just from overseas is that they feel targeted and you see people in other areas, you know, like early in the year, you know, you had areas like Turak where they had a hundred cases, right? But they didn't go into a, an intense lockdown, right? An yeah. immediate lockdown. But then for somewhere like here, it's like, what well, it's 20 or 30 cases, you know, somewhere around that some of these areas have, and it's just like immediate lockdown, shutdown, can't leave your house, even get groceries. Yeah. And apparently they're even like people to get the milk bars. I think, yeah, I think you need to give them a set time frame. Like, it's not bad what they're doing, but like what they're doing, like how they did it was bad, but the, the, the whole thing isn't bad, but they need to just go about it a different way. Yeah. I feel like this puts pressure as well on the community. We need more leaders in our community. You know what I mean? Um, we, don't, we don't have to wait for, you know, the fact that we don't have to wait for leaders to come out, like for example, like Adam Band to actually have to come out. We need leaders in our community as well, you know, that can have that chat with Adam saying, hey, look, you know, or have the chat with the th um, leaders in, for example, the Labour Party or the other pa other parties in Melbourne um, and have that open discussion about, you know, there's, there's this is a situation, this is what's going to happen, this is what we want to do. Okay, this is the best way to approach it rather than, you know, just flooding in, using authority, coming, you know, people feel intimidated, you know, end of the day, we're all human beings despite where we come from, our background, you know. Um, but let's also, see what our community... Uh, listen. Big ups to young Australian people, you know what I mean? For the yeah, donation for sure, yeah, for sure, bro, that shout out. Bro, big up yeah. to, you know, Barrier, young Australian people and other community members, Mohamed um, Noor mm -hmm. as well, um, even Rise is supporting us. Mukhtar. Mukhtar as well, you know, big up to them, you know, Barry and stuff, Barry, Barry, from young Australian people. He was handing out um, food packages, you know, in the flat before even the government was doing it. So big ups to them for that. Um, but let's hear what the locals have to say. Um, here's some short, short clips of the locals. I live in the public housing in North Melbourne. My name is Najat Musa and I'm a resident of the um, Flemington Estate, which is currently under severe lockdown. Hi, my name is Barry, I'm from North Melbourne. Hey guys, it's Iman, putting my from Flemington. Uh, my name is Amar Osman. I live in 130 West Flemington. Yo, big up to Rainbow and Talking Trophies for letting me come I think this may be the worst lockdown Melbourne has ever had or Melbourne suburb has ever had. Um, what is going on is completely out of line, ridiculous. Um, we do not need 500 officers guarding um, the nine towers. Because they told us even under no essential work. So if you're working, you can't go outside. If you're going for essential things, you can't go outside. To go get medicine, you can't go outside. It's like, I feel like we're in jail, even though we haven't committed any crime or anything, so. These guys in the COVID hotels in the city, the, the quarantine hotels, have a hundred times more freedom than us. At least they get 15 minutes of fresh air here and there. Um, they can order Uber Eats, they can get family to drop off stuff. We've been denied of everything. No one's come to me, no one's provided food. No one has um, asked me about my physical and emotional health, my mental state. 
it's just like it's like it just put us in jail um it's been a hectic two days we weren't told any information they just shut us down did not let us leave our houses weren't explaining why the police didn't know why so they couldn't explain to us why we were being shut down if i can describe this experience so far in one word it'd be unsettling um we have no answers we don't know how long we're going to be stuck in here for it's just a bit of a creepy experience. Um, so we weren't notified that our buildings were going to go on lockdown effective immediately. No one could exit or enter. People in government were watching it. People, policymakers were watching it. Um, you know, so it actually does make a difference. I was thought to myself, okay, Yakub, you're going to be under lockdown for the next five days. I mean, you, your best idea would be like to quickly go grab some stuff from Woolworths. So I quickly called my friend and told him, let's go Woolworths. While Daniel Andrews was speaking, we went downstairs and the police were already present. They said, uh, you guys can't go outside under any circumstances. You can't leave for anything. Like, there's no ifs or buts. Because most people do, do their shopping on a Sunday, Sunday morning for the rest of the week, you know? So a lot of people really don't have, don't have a lot of stuff at home, you know? They still haven't done their shopping for the week or don't have, a lot of houses don't have milk, don't have bread at the moment. The care packages that they gave us had no milk, had no bread. Um, they gave us jam with no bread. Um, Danny Andrews yesterday announced that he was going to provide 500 police officers and medical, I'm not sure how many medical mental health um, practitioners. I haven't seen one. I have not seen one mental health practitioner. But the way the government went about this situation is just unacceptable. Um, we do not need 500 officers guarding um, the nine towers. We need nurses. We need um, counsellors, we need interpreters. We're being ignored, we're being mistreated. Nobody leaves, the cops that were already here were stationed at every single door before the news even got dropped. So, I don't know bro, it's a bit weird just the way Mr Andrews has gone gone with the whole, with the whole thing and the way the government's controlled the whole thing. As you can imagine, obviously everyone's just feeling a bit, you know, scared. Um, our families that don't live here are worried about us and just double checking on us and seeing if we're all both of them as you can see they're privately owned buildings they are living in north melbourne and flemington they are under normal restrictions but there's no police presence there at all whatsoever and there isn't any like stay home like where you can't come outside they can go outside whenever they want to but we can't it sort of gives us the feeling that basically because you live in public housings it's easier, like, you're, you're, it's easier to shut you up and, like, it's not fair. But as a community, we need to be aware. We need to be aware that, you know, we don't have a voice. We're not on the table. We, decisions are being made for us that affect us. And at the same time, this is obviously causing um, um, anger. It's causing um, an ease in the community. The situation is very uh, um, volatile, you know. They told me, um, if you don't go back upstairs right now, um, you won't be able to get back in. I ain't trying to be homeless. I went back upstairs. So yeah, I do feel like we are being targeted in this in this lockdown. I mean, they just stick together, especially the youth that are on the estate. Please don't overreact. Tell your parents it's okay it's, to calm down. Stick together. Look after each other. Um, don't speak to the police. I tried. They were useless. Um, yeah, just really just take it up on social media. You guys have that platform. I hope the government, I hope someone sees this. You know what I'm saying? Talking trophies is a good platform to come speak too easy we're gonna wrap it up here ladies and gentlemen thanks so much for watching our program make sure to like follow subscribe to our page get on our youtube channel as well show us some love on that um what do you got to say damien
Also, stay tuned, stay pumped. We also have a very special guest this Wednesday who is Tommy Films. He's an amazing artist in his own craft. So see what he's got the show. Come through, tag some friends, show some love. And yeah, Sean, do you got anything to say, bro? Thanks, Damien. Yeah, I'm about to head out. Um, make sure you guys tune in. Also, big ups to all the services that helped out. Young Australian people, Amps Youth Connect. You know what I mean? We have a lot of community members that are doing, going out of their way to help out the community. And hopefully, you know, we'll get through this time. Stay humble. Faith. Peace.